Welcome to Your Work, Your Way. This is the podcast where you learn to get in touch with your inner CEO with soul. Learn to take charge of your career. Learn to show up with confidence in a way that is aligned with who you really are. I'm your host, Lisa Filia, Masters in Psychology, Certified Life Coach, Expert Career Confidence Coach, and Founder of Believe C. Let's dive in. Welcome to another episode of Your Work, Your Way with Soul. Today we're talking about anxiety and how to manage it. And really the key for today's episode is anxiety is not the enemy. And I know from personal experience how devastating it can be to feel anxious at work day in and day out, to get to the point where you think you even need to leave your job because you just don't know if you can handle it anymore. And truly, when we can see, not at an intellectual level, but within our bodies, know at that soul level that anxiety is not the enemy, then it allows us to be free, to show up more fully at work, to not let anxiety feel like it's driving the show, but instead to be in charge of our own life, regardless of how we're feeling. I'm not saying that anxiety does not have an impact. I'm saying that there are different ways we can approach it. There are ways that allow us to use anxiety for us as opposed to keeping us stuck. And that's what we're going to be talking about in today's episode. I'll be going over a specific process that I used for myself and that I use to help my clients with their anxiety as well. So you'll leave this episode knowing some specific steps you can take to help you with your anxiety at work. Before we do that, though, let's go and talk about our work win. And I am so thrilled to share today's win with you. Natalie, congratulations for the incredible results that she's created for herself. Now, when we first started working together, she was in a company and she was also navigating whether or not she wanted to move to a different state. And there were some different things coming up for her related to confidence, related to anxiety, related to really what she wanted next for her. She was experiencing some uh, nerves and anxiety around speaking up, uh, around going to uh, some community events that she was interested in doing, but she was nervous to go to. And working together, she not only went to those events, but her life has transformed. And I'm actually going to pull up a message I received from her so that you can hear directly from her own words exactly what she's discovered. All right, so I have what she shared with me now pulled up for some context. She just started a new position at the time that I had reached out to her, and this is what she said back to me about it. She shares, thank you, Lisa. I would not have been able to do it without the skills you taught me earlier this year. Everything just fell into place. I told my old job that I was wanting to move back to Colorado, and they agreed. I got an amazing offer on my house, and then a new job fell into my lap that didn't care where I lived. Honestly, it could not have been more perfect. The entire time, I was waiting for something to happen because it was all just going so swimmingly. On top of all that happening in November, I also have lost a ton of weight and know my positive mindset has helped in this immensely. 
Thanks so much. And thank you, Natalie, for sharing your experience with us all here. This is showing anyone out there who currently is not in the position that they want or feels a little bit stuck or feels a little bit insecure about knowing how to move forward. You can make shifts too. And Natalie shared things were going so swimmingly. She was almost looking for something to go wrong. And I do find that happens uh, with my clients because they're not used to accessing their own confidence. They're not used to coming and approaching life from that place of being there for themselves and trusting themselves. And so sometimes it can be alarming then as things start to go so well because they feel like what's going on? It feels like things are just falling into place. And yet it's because of the energy they're bringing. The energy shift that they've made at that subconscious level has allowed them to bring about these changes to their life. So Thank you so much, Natalie, for sharing where you're at and the wins that you've had. I can't wait to see how you continue to grow. All right, let's now go into today's topic all about anxiety. And first off, I want to invite anyone listening who's ever experienced anxiety at work before to know you're not alone. And I invite for you to consider that the state of things as they are now doesn't have to be how it stays. And I bring this up because I want to share a little bit about my own story with anxiety. And I I did in the first episode, for anyone who hasn't yet heard it, I welcome you to go back to the very first episode. It was all about anxiety regarding sleep. In today's episode, we're going to talk about anxiety at work. So not for sleeping, but in the day-to-day. And I was diagnosed with generalized anxiety disorder, and I was working in a consultant type of position. And things looked great on the outside. It looked like I had a great job, and I did. It looked like I had a great husband, and I do. I had just moved into a new house. I just gotten married. I just gotten a dog. And things were going quite well for me on the outside. And anyone who could see me could think at the surface level how great things were going. And I really can't deny that they were going well. But what no one could see other than myself and really my husband was how awful I felt inside. It felt like if you had a boiling pot of water, but there was a lid on top of it. And so if you were to just look at the pot, nothing would seem wrong. But under the surface, there was this turmoil, this energy boiling within that just felt hot and unsteady and like it could explode at any moment. And I knew pretty soon if I didn't do something about the anxiety I was feeling, the pot was going to boil over. It was going to spill over in my life. And I felt like I was just waiting for my boss to find out I couldn't maintain the illusion of having it all together anymore. But I didn't know what to do about it. And so here I am going through my day to day. This was several years ago now, but I was in this position. And the way I approached my anxiety was over preparing. So I felt like I would get nervous before any presentation or any type of communication or any project that I had coming up. And so my solution was always to over-prepare. And that 
worked for the most part. But it had gotten to the point where I didn't have enough time to overprepare to the amount that I'd want to, to feel like I could keep going. So what was happening was I was staying late at work basically every day. And the times that I wasn't staying late at work, I was at home worrying about work. I didn't know how to turn it off because there comes a point where you run out of time and you literally can't over prepare because you don't have enough time to prepare as much as you used to uh, prepare for because you keep getting new projects, new skills on your plate. And so for any high achievers out there, you know what I'm talking about. Your success almost starts to feel like a detriment because you get more successful. So your boss gives you more projects or larger leadership roles, and yet you don't have any more time. But instead of rising to the occasion and going with it, you try to carve out more and more time to over-prepare, over-prepare, over-prepare to stay on top of it all. And the way this showed up for me was staying late in the office, basically every day, going home, worrying about work all the time. And I want to say, it's not that I was being given too much work to do. I can see that now. It wasn't that I had too much work to do. It was truly that I didn't know how to handle the work that I had because I felt so insecure about how to approach it and so anxious about what would happen if I messed up that I just kept trying to avoid messing up by preparing, preparing, preparing. And what this can lead to in the short term is some success because you are preparing, 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 so things can turn out pretty well. But in the long term, burnout because you can't keep up with yourself any longer. You eventually get to the point where you literally have no more time and no more energy left in your reserve tank because you've spent so much time preparing and so much time worrying. And that's the secret uh, trick, I guess I would say, of anxiety is so much energy gets wasted worrying about what could go wrong. We spend so much time thinking about those worst case and what ifs and how will I handle it, thinking we're really just preparing for a bad situation. But in reality, what we end up doing is exhausting ourselves and using our energy in an unhelpful way. So in today's podcast, what I'd love for you to leave with is an understanding of how to see anxiety simply as energy. So I want to define anxiety for you, and then I'm going to give you those uh, ways we tend to respond to anxiety and then end with some steps to help you better respond to it in a way that'll help you even more. So what is anxiety? The way I like to think of anxiety is it's simply energy. It's unfocused energy in our body. When we think about a feeling, it's really a, a chemical response that we have, a vibrational reaction that we have to our situation based on how we're interpreting what we're experiencing. So all anxiety is, is energy, energy within. And I often think of it as unfocused because it's usually not about one specific thing in a productive way. It's often scattered in the sense that we're thinking this could go wrong and then that could go wrong. And oh my gosh, that could lead to this and that and that. So we're going down these paths of worst case from all these different angles instead of focusing on what we actually can do. 
And I like this definition because then it means anxiety isn't a villain. It's not trying to take us down. And truly it is not. I know it can feel like that, but that truly is not the point of anxiety. Really what anxiety is here to do for us is to give us energy. It's an energy source. It's just not always the easiest or most accessible energy for us. So what we want to do is we want to transform that energy into something more helpful. So I want you to think about anxiety simply as energy, unfocused energy. And all we want to do then is refocus it in a way that helps us. This is us making anxiety into our ally. Instead of something trying to tear us down, we get to use it for us. And that's what you'll learn to do in this episode. Before we go into how to use it for you, I want to show you some of the signs of when you're not using it for you. Because when you know those signs, then you can start to catch yourself in the act so you can stop yourself. So there are three ways we tend to approach anxiety that are not helpful, and then one way that we can approach it that is helpful. So what are the three ways that we tend to approach it that aren't helpful? Well, the first way is we avoid it. We try to ignore or avoid anxiety. And the way that we avoid it is often to our own detriment. We avoid it by saying no to amazing opportunities. We avoid it by literally not doing a project because we know that we might not know how to do it and we don't know how to face the fact that we might know how to do it. So instead of doing it and not doing it well, we just don't do it at all and then we think we're avoiding the anxiety because we never had to do the thing we're anxious to do. But in reality, we end up creating more anxiety by the fact of not doing it. So we actually don't end up avoiding it. And that's the the uh, the joke of the whole idea of avoiding anxiety is you just create a different type of anxiety. Instead of anxiety about what you're doing, you get anxiety about the fact that you're not doing the things that you think you want to do. So we never really avoid it. But in the short term, it seems to our brains that we have. Other ways we avoid anxiety is overworking. So this is kind of an interesting one with work because you can avoid anxiety by overworking too, by ignoring the anxiety and trying to just work your way through it as opposed to actually using it for you. Other ways we avoid anxiety is through emotional eating. We feel nervous and we don't know how to help ourselves, so we just eat to try to numb away from the feelings because we associate food with comfort and truly chemically, sometimes it does release those uh, chemical responses, that dopamine hit to help us feel chemically better, even though at the energetic soul level, we don't really feel better. We've just put on a mask. We've just numbed it out. We don't want to rely on food or overwork or drinking or avoiding situations entirely in order to not have to experience anxiety because that stops us from living our life. This is making anxiety kind of dictate our life. And this used to be me. There was a time when I almost quit a job that I loved, truly loved. Because I didn't know if I could handle the anxiety anymore. And at the same time this was happening, I was saying no to events with friends because I was nervous about 
the event about being able to sleep at these different events. I had anxiety around sleep and anxiety around what people would think of me if I was up all night not sleeping and anxiety around how they would approach me in that situation. So I just avoided it entirely. And so anxiety starts to run your life. You think you're avoiding it when really you're just giving it the keys to your vehicle of life and it drives it your life for you in all of the directions you don't want to go. So this is not the solution. We can't outrun anxiety. It'll always show up in a different way because energy uh, doesn't get created or destroyed. It just changes form and changes ways in which it appears. So if you don't see anxiety in one way and yet you're still dealing with that emotion, it'll show up somewhere else. So you truly can't outrun it. So let's stop trying. The other unproductive way, the second way that we tend to approach anxiety is we attack it. And what this looks like is we feel anxious and then we get mad at ourselves for feeling anxious. We get frustrated and we think, oh, why can't I handle this? What's wrong with me? How come I'm making this into a problem? This isn't a big deal. Other people could handle this. And we beat ourselves up inside, which just makes us feel worse. So now maybe we don't feel anxiety on the direct forefront, but instead we just feel self-frustration and self-criticism and we beat ourselves down so much that we become so small. It's like we're losing the battle with anxiety. We've weaponized it against ourselves in the form of self-frustration. This does not help. This just makes us feel worse. And it makes us the victims to our own emotion of anxiety. This also attacking uh, approach, it also might look like blame. We get defensive. We try to prove ourselves to others. So instead of hearing what other people have to say from a place of openness and curiosity and wondering if we even want to hear what they have to say and taking it in from a place of self-support, we take their responses as an attack. We're always then on the defense waiting for somebody to pull us down, waiting for anxiety to merge its head. And so in every conversation we have with our colleagues, with our boss, we're in this stance of fight, this stance of waiting to have a punch being thrown at us. So we maybe even punch first. So we get defensive. We fight back. We tell other people why they are wrong. And we do it from a place not of trying to support one another, but of trying to beat them down before they beat us down. So we make anxiety into the enemy and we're trying to win it and trying to battle it out. And we do that and it affects our relationship with ourselves, and it affects our relationship with others as well. This is not going to help you get very far along in your business because you're going to make your clients feel like you're trying to prove something to them so they won't trust you. And it's not going to get you very far along in a career because nobody's going to want to work with you because you are so triggered. They feel like they can't even talk to you because you're just going to take it the wrong way. You're just going to get defensive. And so you get this... uh, perspective where people might start to see you as not a team player because you're truly not being a team player because you feel like you have to be on the defensive all the time. And sometimes this might not seem like an anxiety issue, but I invite for you to consider, why do I feel like I am always triggered? Why do I feel like I need to prove myself to everyone? Chances are it's because of an insecurity beneath, an anxious energy within that you're trying to 
put down basically by attacking it ahead of time, by having the strongest offense instead of approaching life from a place of collaboration. So this is not going to help you in the long run either. The third way we approach anxiety that does not help us is we react to it. And what this looks like is we feel like we're on a ride with anxiety and we make it into a big deal. So we notice we feel anxious and then we think, oh my gosh, something terrible must be happening. Oh no, maybe I really can't handle it. Oh no, everything really is going to go wrong. And we spin out. And if anyone out there has ever experienced a panic attack, this is often why we experience it. Panic is like the fear of being afraid. We panic because we think that we're not going to be able to handle ourselves. At least this was my own experience uh, with panic for myself was I was afraid that I was going to get so afraid that I wouldn't be able to handle myself. And that fear of the fear made me more fearful. And what ends up happening is you spin out in anxiety to the point where you can't really even feel like you're thinking straight. And the reason is, is you've made anxiety the one calling the shots and you're reacting to them. You're being dragged along for the ride as if you have no control or no power over yourself. And this can be incredibly frightening and incredibly disarming because you truly feel out of control. And what I want to offer to anyone experiencing this is when we think about our anxiety, What we often end up doing when we're thinking about it from this place of reactivity is we make the anxiety worse. So instead of thinking, oh my gosh, what am I going to do with all this anxiety? How am I going to be able to keep going? This anxiety is going to take me down. Now I'm going to blank out on my presentation. Now I'm not going to be able to show up well for my boss. Now I'm going to forget all the words or points that I practiced when I'm meeting with this client. And making that make you feel even more anxious. Instead of doing that, we need to stop thinking about anxiety and start just letting ourselves use the anxiety for us. So those are the three ways we approach anxiety that are not helpful. Just to give you a quick recap, we talked about avoiding anxiety. We talked about attacking anxiety. And we talked about reacting to the anxiety. And none of those ways help us. They end up magnifying the anxiety itself, turning it into an enemy, making it the one in charge instead of ourselves. So what we want to do is we want to stop seeing it as a battle. Stop making anxiety your enemy and start using it for us. And this is something we all can do. I've done it for me. I've helped my clients do it for themselves. You can do this too. And the benefit of making anxiety into an ally instead of an enemy is one, it feels a lot better. And that, to me, honestly, is reason enough. But not only that, it can change your entire career. Here's what it can do for you is when you no longer make anxiety into a bad thing, what ends up happening is you approach it with a nonchalance, with a detachment that 
makes it not a big deal, which makes it into not a big deal, which means you show up more strongly in your career. You can think more clearly at work. You can respond more proactively. You can make decisions based on wants and desires and what you truly believe as opposed to fear responses. And when you respond in that way, where you're making the choices because you want to, not because of anxiety itself, because of truly your own desires, you respond in that way then you are able to show up more powerfully for your team, for your boss, for your company. It gets noticed. You get promotions. You end up being sought out. You end up getting new opportunities because anxiety is no longer in charge and no longer the enemy and no longer something to try to avoid, attack, or react to, but instead just another thing that you experience that you know how to approach in a way that it can be helpful for you. Now, I want to throw out there, this doesn't mean you ever love anxiety. I haven't found that to be the case with my clients. I've never uh, myself been like, oh, yay, I'm feeling anxiety again. Woohoo. It doesn't go to that extreme. What I find ends up happening is instead you're like, okay, I'm feeling anxiety. Nothing's gone wrong. It's just a feeling in my body. Let me use it for me. Let me use it as my sign, as my signal to help myself forward. So now what I want to do is I want to give you some specific steps to help yourself do this. And I also want to share the true best way to help yourself with this is to get a coach. Work with me. Let me help you work through your anxiety because we can get so stuck in our own head, in our own emotional spiral that we don't know how to help ourselves out of it. This is why coaching is so powerful. So join me in my soul-filled self-confidence group coaching program and get some support in order to help yourself tap into your self-confidence, get out of that anxious energy, get out of the angst so you can truly show up for you. I also do one-on-one coaching. If you prefer a one-on-one route where we create a tailored plan of action and truly support yourself every single week for an entire six-month period so that you can get to the point where anxiety is not in charge, you are, where anxiety is something you use to help yourself where you then take the energy of anxiety and you focus it in a way that's productive and helpful and magnifies your impact so you get greater success than you maybe even thought was possible. You can have that. You can do that too. So if that calls for you, check out the link with this episode and you'll find a way to schedule your free consult with me where we dive into what's showing up, what's happening for you, and talk through a plan of action to get you support. All right, so let's now go into the steps to help you with anxiety. The very first step in this approach, and again, we're talking about how we can use anxiety, and this is that fourth way to respond to anxiety. The three that aren't helpful were avoiding, attacking, and reacting. The way that is helpful is using anxiety. And really, if I were to boil it down to one thing, it's taking the energy of anxiety and using it for you. How do we do that? Well, first, we need to realize that nothing's gone wrong. Remember, anxiety is simply energy. What is energy? It's the vibrational sensation, the chemical responses happening in your body. 
Responses from what? From the situation you're in, from how you're thinking about it, and from the environment around you and the sensations that you're picking up on that. It does not mean anything's gone wrong. I want you, the next time you notice anxiety coming up, instead of looking for what's wrong, why do I feel this way, just notice how you feel. Just say, okay, I'm experiencing the sensation of anxiety. All that's happening is an energy within, a vibrational release, a chemical reaction. That's it, nothing more. It does not mean anything's gone wrong. When your body starts to respond, just notice how it feels physically in your body. Okay, my breath is shallower. My fingers feel tingly. I feel warm. My cheeks feel heated. That's it. That's all that's happened. You can handle that. You can handle that. The thing that makes anxiety so hard is when we make it mean something's gone terribly wrong. When we believe the anxiety as a sign that we're wrong, that something's happened, that we're about to go down, that's when anxiety becomes a problem. So don't go there. Just refocus your attention on the present moment, just on the physical sensation that you're experiencing, not on what your brain's telling you it means just on your body and the sensation that you're experiencing. That's it. That's all that's happened. It doesn't mean anything's gone wrong. It's simply the experience you're having. So that's the first step. Get out of your head. Get into your body. Describe in your own self how you feel without making it mean anything. You're not analyzing how you feel. You're simply noting to yourself the sensation, without taking it in to mean anything more than simply an energetic response, a physical reaction happening in your body. You don't need to know why at this point. You don't need to analyze if something's wrong at this point. You simply state to yourself how you feel physically without any analysis as a part of it. So that's the first step. The next thing I want you to do is realize that if anxiety is simply the energy you're experiencing, then you could make it good or bad. So why not make it work for you? Why not use it to your benefit? How do you do this? You use it as your point of connection. Let me give you an example. I was coaching a client who was going to be giving a workshop to a group of people and they were quite nervous about it and they were letting me know, I'm very anxious here. I don't know what to do. They thought that they shouldn't be anxious because they thought that they should just know how to handle the crowd. And so they were judging themselves for themselves for their anxiety and they were making it mean something must be wrong with them because they felt anxious. Maybe they weren't prepared enough. Maybe there was something they were missing. And so what I helped them to see was one, it's just the reaction you're having in your body. Nothing's wrong. But then two, anxiety can be a point of connection. And I helped this client see how anxiety was her sign of how much she cared. She really did care about how she was showing up. She really did care about wanting to support the people in the room. So it was this point of connection. It wasn't trying to take her down. It was a symbol to her of her own sense of compassion for for her people, for the ones she wanted to help. 
And so I invite anyone listening to this to see how anxiety is connecting, how your anxiety could be your point of connection. Even for an interview, think about it. If you're about to interview for a position or be interviewed for a show or meet with a client, you might be feeling anxious and nervous. And instead of making that mean something's wrong, realize the client on the other end might also be nervous. The interviewer might be nervous. They're trying to find someone to fill this role. They don't know if they're going to find the person. Here they are showing up with you. They they have no idea if this will even work out. They want it to. They invite you to the interview for a reason. They want it to work, but they don't know if it's going to work. So they might be nervous in a different way for a different reason, but they might also be feeling that way too. We can't really know. We don't know another person's experience. We only have our five senses and um, also our energetic sense of what we can intuit from others, but we can't truly know their experience because we are not them. So use your anxiety as a point to connection. That possibly all it needs to mean is that you care. You truly care. Nothing's gone wrong. It's just a sign of compassion. Anxiety is insight from a fear-based place. So instead of making it mean something's wrong, let it mean, oh, wow, I really do care here. Oh, wow, I can use this energy as a means to help me connect to my audience, to trust that I do care, to trust that I'm showing up for them. Use it in that way, and it can help you to transform it from a fear place into a point of connection, into a point of showing up for you and for them. The third step I want to share. In a recent study, they showed that those who converted their anxiety into excitement were performing better than those who didn't. And so what they did is they'd have people before an event, whether it be a speaking event or something else, either shout, I'm excited, or I am anxious or nothing at all before the event. And what they found is those that said, I'm excited, performed better than those uh, in the other groups, those who either had said, I'm anxious or had said nothing at all. And so this shows us how the way we decide to interpret how we feel impacts our ability to succeed, to do well and to perform well in our work and in our life. And I bring this up because what it shows us is anxiety, again, it's that energy within, that chemical release. When we make it mean something's gone wrong, we feel anxious. When we make that energy mean, though, that we're just looking forward to what's happening, we're excited about what's going on, we're thrilled, we care, it matters to us, it becomes excitement. You can think about it like when you get on a roller coaster or if you're about to perform on stage, you don't want to have no energy pulsing through you. You're you're getting on the roller coaster because you want to be thrilled. Are you anxious or are you excited? Well, you could take it either way. It just depends on how you see the ride. How do you choose to view the roller coaster ride you're about to get on? Similarly, if you're about to perform or if you are into sports and you're about to go on the field, you don't want to not have any energy. You want to be thrilled in some way. If you were to not have any type of adrenaline rush, you'll be kind of lethargic on that field or on that stage. 
you're not going to be able to really ignite any passion to be able to be successful if you have no energy pulsing through your body. So you do want a little bit of a thrill. You just probably don't want it to feel anxious. You want it to feel energizing and exciting. So the third step for using your anxiety is to use it to mean you are pumped. You are thrilled. You can't wait. This matters to you. You are excited to see what comes from it. This is you taking it not from a place of lack, which anxiety comes from that fear, lack mentality, and instead using it from a place of flow and abundance, of being open to whatever the experience brings you, but showing up for you in the experience. This is you taking the unfocused energy of anxiety and focusing it into a way that helps you into a point of this could be great, this could go well, this might be amazing. And the last step I want to offer to you around anxiety is to do subconscious release work. And this, to me, is the most important way because this way gets deeper. It gets beyond simply how you perceive your anxiety and truly into your body. And what this is, is to do an emotional subconscious release process. This is what I help my private one-on-one coaching clients with. This is a process I'll be talking about in my group, Soulfilled Self-Confidence Coaching Program. And what this does is it helps you to release the emotion inside. Think of anxiety as that energy. What we want to do is we want to invite that energy to transform within us. We want to invite it to release. And the way to do that is to stop thinking about it and start processing it, to stop analyzing it and making it mean something's gone wrong and instead inviting the energy within to process through us, to flow through us and to transform in us, to become something that serves, something That helps us. And I get that this probably sounds really abstract. And it's because it is when we talk about it, because this isn't a process to think about. This is something that we need to physically do. And I guide my clients through visualizing processes to help them to do this for themselves. And I give them different exercises and strategies specific to their situation so that they can do it on their own for themselves as well. And this is where. The true deep work around anxiety shifts happen. This is where we transform that energy into one that serves, into something that we use for us so that anxiety is not an enemy but an ally helping us to see and to understand and to grow as ourselves. So if you want support with this, join me. There are two ways that you can get support right now. The first, the Soul-Filled Self-Confidence Group Coaching Program. It starts in January, but the sooner you join, the more coaching opportunities you get. And then that second way is to do one-on-one coaching with me where we create a tailored approach and we guide you through it so that you can transform that anxiety and you can access your self-confidence and you can make bold moves at work and in your life. And for that, you'll find in the show notes a link to the consult call where you can learn more about that and we can come up with your specific plan forward for you and what coaching together could look like. All right, that's what I have for you today. Thank you for enjoying this episode with me. It's been a true delight. Remember, anxiety is simply unfocused energy. 
You don't need to conquer it or avoid it or react to it or run from it. You can use it for you. Refocus it in a way that helps you forward. Use the strategies in this episode. Use the steps I've outlined and you can transform your anxiety too. Thank you for listening to our episode today. And if you are ready to dive into your own soul and you want to be connected with soul-filled self-confidence that allows you to fully show up so you can do your work your way with soul, then join me in our group coaching program. It starts in January, but go ahead and enroll now. And the sooner you enroll, the sooner you start getting support. So click the link in the show notes to enroll and I will see you there.